Just did a little ad lib, a little vocal ad lib through that. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) (laughs) Well, guess what? Seeing as you like to start off with Panamata 1, baby, top of the table, baby, I'm going to start off with Rabbitohs 1. Yeah. And we're back in the 8, baby. That's right. Come to me when you come to me when you're number one. Come to me when you want a chance. When you want a premiership. I have won a premiership actually. When? Two thousand nine. Two thousand Melbourne won. Uh, salary cap. But then it got revoked. Salary cap. But you didn't you still didn't salary win. Cap. Salary cap. Salary cap. Salary cap. Salary still lost the game. Uh, um, lost the game. Yeah, but Paramount hasn't played this week. They play in a few hours, which is why I we'll want to do this podcast <laughs> and get home. Rush it out the way so you can watch Paramount Seals. Yeah. Uh, Paramount Seals. Yeah. <laughs> Seals. That was the funniest thing. If anyone Wants to know what that is? That's uh, Shane Shackleton doing Fui Fui Moi Moi impression. He used to play for Parramatta. Mm. Um, it's so funny. It's on YouTube. Shane Shackleton, Par- uh, Fui Fui Moi Moi. It's the yeah. funniest thing. <laughs> so funny. Um, how are you, Jesse? I'm good. How have you been? Pretty good. Actually, you know what? We should bring this one thing up. What? Before we started this podcast, Jesse said something which I thought was quite funny. He said how Ben Stiller is not really acting in dodgeball right. when he's doing the Globo, do the Globo <laughs> Gym thing. <laughs> Globo Jim, Johnny loves Chachi. Like, we will, we will rock you. Like, that's not acting. That's his best role. You're being a dickhead on camera. That's no. just not acting. It is. It's so funny. It's great. I love Don't it. Dodgeball is a funny I love it. Review. That's so good. That shouldn't be counted as acting. acting. That's his best role. <laughs> My gym is shareholders. Your gym doesn't have cup holders. Cup holders. <laughs> what you about that, that stripper? Push you, up, Jeffrey. You, you sent a stripper. You stripper sent a stripper for a global gym's first anniversary. It's supposed to be congratulatory. It was also a man. <laughs> <laughs> he's gripping the horns of the bull, yeah. and he's like, "It's metaphorical, yeah. but it also happened." Yeah, it's a metaphor, <laughs> but it happened. <laughs> it happened. It's like a, it's like a, it's like what did he say? It's like, how I handle my business. Come <laughs> <laughs> the bull by it's the horns. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Let's get into what we're doing. All right. So first, uh, first segment always flick or stick. Mm-hmm. So flick or stick. First, if you're a first time listener, which you know many of you are, some of you are. Many aren't. of you. But are. it's always good to go over the rules to know where you stand because that's just the most important thing. So the first rule of flick or stick is that there are no rules. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about flick or stick. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. So if you like something, so it's three bits of news, and if you like it, you flick, uh, you stick, and if you don't like, you flick. Mm-hmm. So we'll have three bits of news, generally uh, movie news or something to do with movies or mm. yeah, just Shows like media based, whatever. And yeah, exactly. And if you like the news, you stick. If you don't like, you flick. So the first bit of news, which came out kind of like a bit of over a week ago, but we'll do it anyway, is uh, Colin Kaepernick is getting his mm-hmm. Netflix his Netflix show, having a Netflix show made by Ava DuVernay, who also did uh, Selma. And when they see us, mm-hmm. on which is on Netflix as well, there's really great movies when and really they good see us show. Is really good, yeah, really good. And um, the show will focus on his life growing up as a black man adopted by white parents. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a six part documentary. Yep. Yeah. Also, Ava DuVernay did Thirteenth Amendment, the Thirteenth Amendment, yep. which yep. is which is a really good, really, uh, really good documentary on Netflix <laughs> as well. What's going on there? <laughs> I was just scratching my nose. All oh, right. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm I'm excited for that to be honest because yeah. I, I think it'll go into like. You'll get more of an insight to his psychology, I guess, and his way of thinking about everything, and yeah. especially like the way he was brought up. Like they'll really show a lot as to yeah. what, why he's doing what he's doing now, and yeah. how he thinks of it all. I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> getting your yeah. phone call there. Yeah, no. but um, yeah, I think it'll be really like interesting because I've always been really interested in how 
like the experience he had growing up because I knew he was adopted by two white right. parents. Yep. And <clears throat> what he's doing now and all that and really helping out with the black youth and just overall black communities in America, I think yeah, it'll be super interesting. What are your thoughts on See, it? See, for me, I don't really know much about Colin Kaepernick. I guess mm-hmm. my first introduction to him was when Jared Hayne went to play for San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. So my understanding of him is pretty limited. And also the only other reason I know is that he took a he took a uh, took a knee during the anthem and now yeah. he's not be able to play. He hasn't played NFL for what, mm-hmm. like three, two or three years or something yeah. like that. So I don't really know much about him. So and you watch a lot more American sports. Yeah. And I don't really watch any. So yeah, you 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 probably you you've got more of a insight grip on, yeah, on, grip on yeah. what like the story will be about yeah. and probably like a bit more excitement, whereas I'm yeah. not so much because I just don't know. But then again, like if it's, if it has a good trailer and a good cast mm. and Ava DuVernay, she's really good. She's not really put it's, a foot it's wrong. It's definitely going to be more than football. Yeah, like, yeah 100%. Like, oh, yeah, they just said like it's going to be about his like- They're barely going to touch on football, yeah, exactly. I reckon. Yeah, but like, um, I mean like, yeah, for me, it would just be interesting to see what the cast is and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, yeah, who they'll get to play. Maybe they'll get the guy from um from When They See Us. You know the guy? He's like the kind of the right, main guy. Yeah. I, I can't remember his name. No, no. I, He's also in Moonlight as yeah. well. Um, maybe they get him to play Colin Kaepernick. Nah, they'll have to get someone like you know, looks like him. Well, you reckon? Yeah, they'll go someone that looks like him more. Uh, I don't think you really need to do that. I don't think you need to get someone who looks like them as long as they can embody their character. Yeah, that's because true. it doesn't necessarily like. I mean, he's nothing really on him is where like nothing on him is kind of recognizable. It just looks like a guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. not like he's not like Bob Dylan or like where like they're kind of signature yeah. looks. Like I know he's got a fro. It's kind of like Moroccan <laughs> in a way. Yeah. So like what what like what you know more about him. So what's the most interesting part for you? Is it taking that, the new it, thing or uh, is it it's his him being brought up, I think, because like the whole thing of him taking a knee and really standing up for it when a lot of other players would want to but wouldn't and yep. the fact that he's so into it but grew up in a white family. Yeah. Um and obviously loves them and calls them his parents. Like, I don't know, that whole story of growing up and obviously would have had a lot of problems and psycholo- like psychological it problems does com- dealing with it with his race yeah. and, and understanding like who he really is because being adopted at such a young age by two white parents, he wouldn't think of himself as exactly. a colored person say. until later on in life. Yeah. And then he starts mm. looking at his parents in a different way and I, I'm just really interested in that, like that raise, side of it. It does raise like an interesting like dichotomy between like, the world he was raised into, what the world he is in, yeah. Like as a person of color, he's a, he's going to be seen as a person of color, exactly. but he's raised as something that's not. Exactly. So it's like an interesting. We'll see that kind of dynamic. And also the, the parents two. parenting him, <coughs> yeah. Like parenting a kid who's going to be treated differently than you are, and that's. Do you know if he ever met his real parents, or did they like pass away, or like? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, because maybe that could be like a little interesting. Because that's always interesting in mm. in those kind of adoption shows or like whatever. Yeah. Sit where the kid tries to find their real parents, right. which is always like a common uh, like trait of those kind of things. But um, it'll just be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I reckon I can just imagine it now starting with like him taking a knee and then going back. Yeah. Like it will start with all the controversy controversy, and then yeah. it goes back to show why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> exactly. I think that's just so important. And like yeah. him telling his story of growing up as a kid, that to me, like it's, that whole thing obviously shaped him and is the reason why he did what he was able to do with so much confidence and not caring about if the NFL would kick him out, he yeah. was going to keep doing that. Yeah. Um, and just understanding his him being brought up because I haven't looked much into him. Yeah. But I'm also excited because this could be like the first like TV show thing about an athlete where 
sport isn't the overriding factor. Yeah, I Or guess. like usually like say they go into more depth with other ones too, like say even with like 42 and whatever. But you also but, got movies like Moneyball that are yeah. about baseball, but it's not really about baseball, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like this could really have not much football scenes in it. I'm yeah. sure that there have to be, yeah. but not much. I don't think they will... It'll be interesting how in. they t- tackle the subject of football because they're like, if he sees football as an escape, but then he's getting racially abused on the thing, but he doesn't understand mm. and that creates like a really interesting dynamic between his relationship to football. Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot of, like, it could be really, mm. it could be really like layered and really intriguing kind of exactly. show. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see where it would go. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm excited for the fact that I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. So, cause that's, that's always interesting. It's like, it's very rare for, I, I guess for myself to kind of watch a, a movie and not know anything Completely about it, which is like, it's always the best. It's always the better best, experience. Yeah. But it's hard for me because I always get into the into mm-hmm. the world of movies, like watching trailers and obsessed yeah. with the cast and directors and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. but I, I I stick with it. I think it'll be cool. Yeah, I really like stick. Ava DuVernay. She's really good. definitely she's a good, stick. Good director, really good director. What have um, you got for two? So the second bit of news is <clears throat> Stanley from Stanley Hudson from the office. That's a terrible <laughs> attempt. Yeah, I can't do. I'm trying to do Morgan. <laughs> no Freeman. one can do Stanley yeah. Hudson's voice. <laughs> what does he say? It's like my dream is to get a lighthouse. And for that lighthouse to have a button that ships me off into space. (laughs) (laughs) Did I stutter? (laughs) Did I stutter? Anyway, Stanley from The Office is crowdfunding to make his own spin-off show called Uncle Stan coming out of retirement. Jesus. Would you... I mean, it'd be funny. I'm going to watch it. Because I remember at the end of The Office, he was like in the fucking, like he was in the South or something, like yeah. making carvings of like, <laughs> of like animals and then he made one for Phyllis. It's like a woman with like chicken legs or something. But um, like out of all the characters in The Office... Jack and Higgs the one who deserves his own spin-off show. Yeah. You reckon? It would be Dwight? hilarious. Dwight would have his Dwight show. needs one yeah. for sure. He's my favorite character too. Yeah. But just, it's so random and just ridiculous and it would just be so funny. Stanley's pretty underrated. Like he was yeah. pretty funny when he's like, like I want to see- shove it up your butt. When he yeah, saying like, that all you, he's one of those characters in the office where it's like one thing an episode, mm. you know? Yeah. Like he's probably behind- Obviously, Creed has like the least amount of things. But Creed like, is the best character. The next one so is like funny. Stanley. Like he's barely in it, really. Yeah, he's just in the background or whatever. But the one thing he does each episode is just fucking so weird I'm, and random. I remember when you started watching The Office because I I watched it before you, and mm-hmm. I think I, rec- I might have recommended to you, or you just started watching your own accord. But anyway, like I, I you started watching it, and I was like. Oh, Creed's the best character. And you're like, nah, he's shit. Like, because yeah. in the early episodes, you don't really see much of him. Yeah. He's not really in it. And then, like, and then then like Dwight's the best more. And then he's the funniest character. Like, he's I so mean, funny. Dwight's I mean, still Dwight, my favorite. Dwight's, yeah. But, but like, Creed, Creed is so underrated. And, like, he's so funny. <laughs> like, you see him in the background, like, when the police walk in and yeah, he, like, quickly puts his hands on his head. He's like, oh, no. And it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> or the, that same episode when he's like, uh, when Dwight's like, what is this? And he's like, this is cannabis indica. And Dwight's like, no. It's marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's Northern Lights Bush Indica or something it's like that. cannabis Indica. Yeah, something like that. But um, yeah, no, it'd be funny. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's going to go ahead. Like, nah, like, yeah. It, it probably won't, but it's just a funny story. Like, yeah. you know, like he's going to get his own stuff. And like, what else would you do with Stanley? Like, 
I, 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 he's he's funny. Like he's not one of my favorite characters, mm. but like he does have like a good moment here and yeah. then. Like the show gives him like good good moments. I just don't think he could carry a show. Like yeah. it would just be him sitting at his desk, falling asleep, and doing fucking Sudoku or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, he does like he's yeah. always doing his. But it'll be all, all the stuff he gets up to behind the scenes that you don't see on the show because he's always yeah. getting up to some weird well, things. He has affairs. Yeah, like, like he's, he's always he's doing a ladies' man. Like yeah, that was, that was that was quite funny when him and Jim went down to Miami or something, and then like and he's in the car and like looks over at the chicks. Yeah, in the yeah. Other car. <laughs> Jim's just like what the fuck with the cigar or something yeah, in like, can I introduce can I can I um was he like can I introduce you ladies to a cocktail or something yeah. Like, yeah, so like, Jim's like what yeah, like, <laughs> but um yeah it would be, I mean I think this is a bit of a throwaway I mean like it's mm. I don't think anything's gonna come from it no. maybe like a little YouTube web series like maybe like a five minute like show three, from YouTube or like a three part yeah. series like a little five minute thing would be funny. Mm. So I wish the offers would come back for like a little season. You know how they're doing know, it now? Right? They do yeah. all those shows like they did Will and Grace, they did Gilmore yeah. Girls and they come back for like a season. It'd either be that, The Office and Seinfeld would be the two ones that mm-hmm. I really, really like mm-hmm. the most to come back. I don't think Seinfeld ever will. No. It's a bit, the Office yeah. is more chance of doing it. Yeah. But then again, everyone from The Office has kind of moved on, especially John Krasinski. Yeah. He's, so. Yeah. And plus I'd want Bigger Steve Carell to, to be in it. Like you know, when the later seasons of The Office went, weren't as good. weren't as good. It's still really funny, but it wasn't as good. At and he's just not as good as. Uh, but he's still funny, like Manager. the Nard Dog, the Nard tuna. Dog, hey, <laughs> tuna. Hey, having a little baby tunes. I bet you have tuna every night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that to how do, yeah, how do you deal with this guy <laughs> eating tuna all the time? I bet you have tuna every night. <laughs> it's like he ate a tuna sandwich once, yeah. <laughs> once, once <laughs> for once, for once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I, I, I mean, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick. But I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'll stick. I'm not expecting it though. So our last bit of news for Flick or Stick is Jude Law is set to play Captain Hook in Disney's Peter Pan and Wendy. Mm-hmm. Um, they did try to do Peter Pan a few years ago. They did Pan with Hugh Jackman yeah, and he I, played Blackbeard. Um, I'm just happy with leaving Peter Pan as it is. Yeah. I like the, the Robin Williams one. I like the cartoon. Just leave it. Robin yeah. Williams one is that's Hook. Hook, right. Yeah. yeah, well. That's such a good movie. On. It's so underrated. Same thing. I love that. That's like such, such a great movie from your mm. childhood. Like, didn't get the best reviews, but it's so. It's just yeah. such a like, good movie. I'm just happy it. with, you know, those two. Leave it. You know, you know? When, it's funny when um, I got an interesting relationship with Peter Pan because <laughs> when I was. Yes, he came to me in a dream. <laughs> he came into my bed. No, um, okay. <laughs> no, he, uh, what happened was, like, um, I think when, I, when we were living in Hong Kong. I uh, had a birthday and dad took me and my friends to see a movie and it was either seeing this movie Paycheck mm. or the Peter Pan movie, which was like in 2003. I think it's called yeah, Peter Pan yeah. still. Um, and and it, we, we all thought we were going to see Paycheck, which was like, a, I think it was like MA and it was like Ben, right. ben Affleck shitty action movie. Yeah. I've still never seen it, but it's You're apparently like, it's yeah, not so good. Yeah, I was like, we're going to see it. Like, dad's going to take us <laughs> I'm 11 next years thing, you know, old. took us to <laughs> Peter Pan. And everyone was just like, what? <laughs> I, I told everyone we really paycheck. Oh, I'm lucky. <laughs> and then you're embarrassed. Yeah, but I mean, it was a good movie. I didn't mind it. It was it was okay. I mean, I prefer like Hook. Mm. Hook is my is my favourite one. So the Peter Pan, that was the cartoon one? No, the cartoon one came like well before. But this yeah, was like, it was like a live action one with like, right. yeah, like, nah. I, I, I think it was called Peter Pan. See ya. It was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As, as uh, what's his name? Chris D'Elia. Yeah, Chris like See ya. See ya. Yeah. A pan. I see you. <laughs> but uh, Jude Law, I mean, he's such a good actor. Um, he's he he's great. Like he's, I think he's such a good character actor. Mm. Like he, he he's like a, I think he could be like a really good Johnny Depp kind of 
guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I could imagine him doing those kind yeah. of like side roles that Johnny yeah. Depp does. And I, I think he could do something with this. Like I've never seen him really like he does he does do like the good side roles but and but I've never really seen him do something like ultra crazy. Right. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think, I mean yeah. he was he was in Captain Marvel, but even then he wasn't is it Captain Marvel? Yeah, that was the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, he wasn't that, and he wasn't, he wasn't too, too crazy. But like, this will be interesting to see. I mean, like, I haven't seen every Jude Law movie, but I could imagine him doing that kind of role because he does do supporting roles a mm-hmm. lot more than he does leading mm-hmm. roles now. Um, but he's such a good actor. Yeah, I mean, it'd just be more interesting to see like who's who's going to direct it and what direction it will go. But um, and but what do you reckon about all these like Disney Disney remaking Remakes. their uh, their old animated movies? I don't I don't know. It's the same thing as that as like Mulan, you know. Yeah, I just that looks good though. Yeah, but I, I just leave it. Yeah, to be honest, like I kind of, I like the original one, and I just don't want like they're just making new ones, new ones, new ones. Yeah, why don't you come up with a new thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of remaking them, why don't you do what Disney does best and come up with like amazing new fantasy stories? You know? Yeah. You know, it's it's like I don't, I haven't seen all of them. But I'm kind of in the same kind of same vein as you. Like mm. I, I don't really see the point. It's like why if we've got the original why leave it. it? They're so good, especially like, with um the like Lion what's next? King, Dumbo or something. They did make Dumbo. When <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> I was, was like, see, I Colin Farrell and all see, that. Oh, Tim God, Burton made it. God, I don't even care. <laughs> We're gonna see? make next Dumbo. Yeah, they did it. <laughs> I just, see these things. I don't That's care did Lady about. Lady and the Tramp and Lady and Tramps on Disney Plus. Yeah. See, I haven't just, seen that. Though. Just leave the originals. You know what would be sick, and I've. If they do it, and I, they really need to do this one. Out of all the live action movies, they really need to do it. Fuck everything else, like Hercules. I mean, Hercules is going to be the next one, I'm pretty sure. But fuck that. I think the best, the best one Johnson they could again. do, uh, the best one they could do is Atlantis. Like, Atlantis would be, be the cool. fucking craziest okay. shit okay, ever. That'd be fucking. Cool. That'd be cool. that movie is so underrated. I watched it the other yeah. week, and I'm just like, oh my, god, I love it. It's my cool. favorite Disney yeah. animation. Is Treasure Planet Disney? Yeah, it is. That might be my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. Treasure Planet might be my favorite yeah. Disney animation. But I always thought Atlantis because it's like it's dark. Yeah, and it's quite it's quite funny. Like there's really good characters in it. Yeah, but it's also like it's got this really good sense of adventure. Mm-hmm. I just think it would be, it, and it would just look really cool. Yeah, like definitely. you could do some visual shit with that. See, like there's a couple that they can do it yeah. to, but I they're just going through like the list and redoing all of them. Yeah, they, they won't do Atlantis. They're getting. Lazy. I don't think it was like a massive hit. It might have been, but it's it's also like. Do you think yeah, it's laziness? I think it's laziness. I think it's just them pocket like profiteering. Like they're, they're, they're like we know this will make exactly. money. Like, like the Lion King. Yeah. Even though that was that was nothing. There's like no risk in it. Yeah, exactly. But I mean I mean, like they obviously cost money, so there's like a bit of a risk in but it. But not really you know but people are gonna but watch. But you know people are gonna come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like with the Lion King. They can spend I, as much money as they want I on Lion the Lion King, they're still making a, a profit. Was a, was a bit was a bit wasted. Because mm. the Lion King there's it's like literally nothing different. It was exactly the yeah. Same. It's like I could have just watched the animated movie. It's like for two bucks okay. and making me pay fifty. It was just twenty nineteen version. Yeah, although the visuals better, are really good. CGI. Like, the, like and it. I, I think the reason they did it was just for the visuals. Like mm-hmm. it's an exercise, and it's like it was like an experiment on exercise right. in the, in the yeah. visuals, which is really good. And some of the acting is good. I think Charles Gambino is not that great in it. I think he yeah. was really mediocre. Simba, mm. his voice didn't suit. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought he, and I don't think he was actually. It didn't feel like he was putting an effort. I don't know. That's just when I when yeah. I watched it. But like, yeah, I, I thought it was a bit wasted. But I mean, some movies they can do. Like Hercules would be cool. It yeah. would be cool, but I don't know. Nah. I mean, it's, I've, 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 we've seen it. Stick with the Jimmy Cooper version. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like anyone out there, this could be on our Trivia Tuesdays for anyone who's listening <laughs> out there. 
that um, giving you the Tate answer, Donovan, yeah. the guy who played Jimmy Cooper off uh, the, OC. the OC, also does the voice of Hercules. Tell that to your friends. Get fact. Tell that <laughs> to your friends. Get fact. <laughs> it's a new segment. Get fact. Fact. You could have the echo. Back. Yeah. Get back. back yeah, I'm trying to like back. pan. Get back. back. <laughs> yeah, move back, your face back, around. Back, back, back. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a new segment. Actually, is it going to be a new segment? Get, Get back. Fact. I think I talked to you about that, but I just we need to implement yeah. it. Probably next episode we'll start doing yeah. that a bit more. So there's a little teaser for Get Fact. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so I, 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 you know what? Stick. I'll stick with him being him being with um. Jude Law being Hook. Yeah. I don't think it could be interesting. Because that's the news. Yeah. Jude Law Dustin being Hoffman hooked. is yeah. Hook. But like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the news. But I'm I'm going to flick the Peter Pan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flick Peter Pan, stick Jude Law. He'll be good. Yeah, exactly. sure. Yeah. So, Jesse. Actually, you know what? Before we get into discussing our first movie, Lewis Hamilton. I put it up on our... Yeah, it's, we're doing the Lewis Hamilton. They get confused with Hamilton. It's a Lewis Hamilton play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, People don't know he's yeah, actually he's, related yeah. to the founding father. Second cousin. <laughs> First removed. But um, yeah, so before we do that, um, I put out there on our socials for social engagement because it's, mm. it's always important to get that social engagement of peop- of, to people who, what, what was their favourite musical? Right. And, um, we've got unlimited, from Unlimited Reviews, we've got Rock of Ages. Mm-hmm. Which I've seen that. I saw the um the movie I haven't with Tom Cruise. Um, Tom Cruise is good in it. Right. I don't think the movie's anything special. Mm. Um, and then Ben Curry, <laughs> of course, very you know very good with us. He's he's always he's always responding to everything yeah. we put up. Probably the number one fan. He would be yeah. right. <laughs> he did Newsies, but I've I've never seen that. What the hell is that? I've never ben? seen that. Ben, Maybe, mate. I, what are you, what are you watching? <laughs> and then the let me see if I can get this right. El Gato 0701. El Gato. Hello, El Gato. In, uh, he said, into the woods. He or she, sorry, said into the <laughs> yeah. woods. I don't want to. Or neither. The label, so I just burped in. Um, into the woods, which was uh, made into a movie with James Corden and Emily Blunt. I think Johnny Depp was in it and Meryl Streep was in right. it as well. Um, and Anna Kendrick, I think. Was Have it. you it seen was it? It's a pretty good class. Um, no, I never saw it. Right. The thing, was, the thing is, before we get into the musicals, I think it's important before we discuss the mo- the like discuss Hamilton that we kind of tell where where we're coming from in terms of musicals because it's, it's we're not the biggest fan of, like we're not always watching musicals. Well, hold up a beat and you know you speak for yourself there. <laughs> I actually do like musicals. I never I said as I didn't I've, like them. As I've been getting in, as I've like bit, as I started singing and stuff. Like yeah, I right. before then, I wasn't really into them. Like yep. I kind of just thought like it was a bit like too dramatic. A bit See, like, like I do like I like Chicago the movie. Yeah, I watched the play in Sydney. It just wasn't as yeah. good. But, but like, as the, I was getting into the movie, I don't yeah. mind. As I was getting into singing and like whatnot, I started developing more of like a love for um, musical theater. Mm-hmm. And the songs are really good, and like, yeah. they got really good melodies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And my favorite is um, Phantom of the Opera. Right, I love that movie, and mm-hmm. I love that. I love the play. I just love the character, and the, the music. Music of the night is my favorite yeah. musical song. Yeah, hands down, so good. So it's great. <laughs> also, a little trivia for you: Jared Butler from Three Hundred played the opera. I've played the Phantom, sorry, mm. in the Phantom of the played Opera. Played the Opera. Yeah, he was the music. <laughs> he was the music of the night. He had a beautiful voice, and he sung in it too. And he'd never sung before that. Wow. He's fucking. He, actually, he might be up there with my one of my favorite Phantoms. Really, his voice is like because to me, like the like just to diverge from Hamilton, but to me, the Phantom is like 
kind of like he's a bit more edgier mm-hmm. and from all the um other performances I've seen of Enrique Bro they kind of a bit more crispy yeah like the fact that he's not um like they're crispier in terms of singing mm-hmm. like they're just more fine tuned but in, but because he's coming from it from a non singing background he's got this more rock voice to it and it just sounds more char- it just sounds like it's more, got more of a character to it yeah that's not saying the other ones are bad because there's some really good ones I think Michael Crawford's pretty good but as a Phantom of the Opera but um yeah I thought. I think Jared Butler for me is my yeah. favorite. I, he's, he killed it in that movie. But anyway, do you would like to introduce the uh, movie? Movie Hamilton? Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> Am I doing this one? I told you you're supposed oh, to do that. I didn't oh, hear. Oh yeah, here we go. Guess he doesn't listen. To <laughs> Don't me. you have it up? No. <laughs> oh. This <laughs> is right. what we should do. Get fact. Get fact. Yeah. Why? Because you need to. You know what? Well, guess, guess what? He's about three seconds from being fired from this podcast. Fired. Little, okay. Anyway. Uh, well, that's a weird way of describing it, isn't it? Hamilton is a musical simply known as Hamilton. <laughs> because it's called Hamilton, an American musical. Yeah. Well, we don't need this. To be honest, fine. Okay. You, want, you need it. Okay. It's a synopsis. Just, okay. just don't be lazy. It's a musical with music, lyrics, and a, and a book by Lin-Manuel Miranda. It tells the story of American founding father Alexander Hamilton, inspired by the 2004 biography Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow. Chernow? Chernow? Uh, the show's music draws heavily from hip-hop as well as R&B, pop, soul, and traditional-style show tunes. The show also casts non-white actors as the founding fathers and other historical figures, which yeah. is the coolest bit. Yeah, I think so. And allowed them room to do so much more. Yeah, exactly. So from... From your initial thoughts, actually, what did you know about Hamilton before this? Did you know anything? Did you know too much about it? No, I've never actually, it's weird because I always like, because I'm kind of interested in history, but I never really looked too much into like the founding fathers. Yeah. The only thing I did know about Hamilton was that, uh, which is why I love the fact that they did, um, they cast colored actors as those parts. But uh, with Hamilton, I knew he was, it was awkward. It was an awkward situation with him and slaves. Yeah. Because like who Lin Manuel Miranda or Alexander Hamilton? Alexander Hamilton, because okay. um, he was he was born in like the Caribbean and all that, but yeah. he'd always been around slaves and he and he was against it. Yeah, like he didn't he was against slaves and did things to you know really limit it. Yeah, but he also had slaves working in his house and used it. Yeah. to gain like political advantages right. and and you know right. to help him achieve what he wanted to achieve in life so it was it was awkward so people like what is this you know like are you against them but you're using them to get an advantage so what so it was awkward like that yeah so you knew so you knew like a bit about i knew a bit about that too much but that was pretty much all i knew about about the play itself did you know much about the play itself no yeah and i was so glad going into it not knowing much and then just watching it and i was like fuck this is amazing yeah i know see that's the same thing with me like i actually didn't know much i didn't know anything about hamilton hamilton but I, I, I knew a bit about the play because I, yeah. but I, like I, I didn't know what it was about. I knew it was mm-hmm. about this guy, Alexander Hamilton, but I didn't yeah. know what the, what the story was or, and what he yeah. did or what everything. And, you know, like I was saying before, that's always the best experience when you go into something just so blind because I had like a ball with this movie. Mm-hmm. It was um, this, the play, yeah. the play movie. It's so good. You can find this play actually and movie Disney on, Plus. On, on Disney+. Plus. Um, it was so good. Like... I think straight off the bat, it's so infectious. Yeah. Like the songs are, are so infectious. So and good. what you kind of brought up before with the whole um, R&B hip hop influences, it makes the whole thing more accessible. Because I yeah. think this movie is an exercise in making something that's really dull into something really accessible for, for, Everybody for everyone to, to watch. Relate to. And I think that's what Lin-Manuel Miranda, yeah. the guy who created it, really wanted to yeah. show. That you can make something about 
the founding fathers and make it really layered, mm-hmm. but also really enjoyable for your audience. And it, and it draws in people like anyone, like they can watch this and gain an understanding just they, if they're not really into musicals, they're not into theater or whatever or history, yeah. but it's like, say they're into hip hop, that draws yeah. them in or R&B or just yeah. like the singing, whatever. And like the rhythm of it is able to just draw you in. It really, yeah. it just focuses you so much better and you really listen to yeah. the words. See, that's the thing as well with the hip hop because it could have been easily so cringeworthy. Oh like, God, you know, when they right? do that, it's like, I remember when I was in high school and they would like, um, we would go to like the assemblies and they would have like a, a special guest and they'd be like, do like a little rap and just like, oh my God. This is so, bro, yeah. shut the fuck up. It's just cringy like, it was corny. so corny and like taking yeah. the piss in a way. Yeah. And it was kind of just like trying to like, it's like we're going to relate to you in a cooler sense. But like yeah. in this one, it never felt like that. It never felt like they were trying to be like cringy with it or just trying to be no. silly with it. Like they actually had some really good like one liners. Like there was one, <laughs> one of the raps, I think it might've been, maybe it was Aaron Burr. Actually, maybe not the, like mm. the character. Yeah. Aaron Burr. But um, one of the lyrics was, I'm a trust fund baby, you can trust me. And oh, I was just like, that was, that's yeah. a fucking bar. Like they yeah, have really good talking bars. To the chick, yeah. And I think, um, I think I saw like a little bit of an interview with Lin-Manuel and he was saying how like he, he, he really studied hip hop and he was really like looking at like Biggie and like and different yeah. parts of like America for different yeah. hip hop influences. And like it, it translates so well. Yeah. Like, cause the raps are just like, they got, I was they got say, good did bars. Did Lin-Manuel and, write those raps? Yeah, he wrote the whole because, thing. Because like- I was like, surely they got some like really established rappers to come in and write some of these because some of them are really good. I think he would have had to like- Get help. Like probably talk, but I think, you know, he's pretty creative. Yeah. And and, and, like- literally, Some of them literally sounded like J. Cole or something helped him out. That's what I liked about it too, is that they have these, um, there's obvious conscious hip hop references. Uh Like it's like, that's what I think that's, was really like strong for me is that it's about history and that's also what conscious hip hop, Rappers mm. do like J. Cole, Logic, Kendrick. Yeah. And it felt like rap from those kind mm-hmm. of from those guys. And so that that it that influence is really strong yeah. throughout that for throughout the raps and, and throughout the whole play. And also what I really liked is you kind of tie in not the whole point, but I guess with hip hop, right? And when mm. it kind of rose up in the late eighties in, in New York and stuff, it was kind of like a a push against the system yeah. type thing. Yeah. And mainly when they use hip hop in this, it's when they're rebelling against yeah. the system. That's kind of when they use it and it works so well, yeah. but it's not done cringy. Like you said, like they could be rapping and like, yeah, like against the system, yeah. but it wasn't like that. Yeah. It was just so like, just well done. And like, it was, it stayed true to the essence and the point yeah. of hip hop yeah. while tying it into what was going on back then. And the whole point of the musical and, yeah. And the way they're able to maneuver between hip hop and soul and yeah. everything, you know, yeah, so I, good. I thought like, um, I thought also leaving the audience, like, cause you know, the, the way they shot this was that they shot like a, like the play being yeah. played and then they just had the audience as well. Yeah. And they didn't edit them out. And yeah. I loved it because it made me feel, it made me feel part a part of, of the audience, but it also made me feel that I want to go. Mm. Cause, um. I think it was just like a masterstroke to keep yeah. the audience in. And maybe like they do that with a lot more plays. The cinematography is so good too. The way that, that they had like the camera sliding yeah. and wrapping around was but so I think good. Also the way that I think because they had like the um, the audience in there, it was make, yeah, it just makes you feel like you want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. It's probably more of an adver- advertisement for you to go and mm. watch it. Because like to have the audience in. And like the songs are so infectious and you can hear the audience laughing and getting yeah. in and they cheer so hard when the songs are finished and it's like, fuck, I want to go and just like, and now like, I like there's songs I love from this play. Like yeah. that, that My Shot song is really good. Um, The Helpless song is really good. Yeah, they've got, it's, it's great, they're great songs and great, yeah. it's great singers as well. I think the guy, the 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 woman who plays his wife, she's got an amazing such voice. A good she's singer. such a good yeah. singer. But yeah. 
So, yeah, definitely. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying not to spoil anything because yeah. we definitely shouldn't spoil this. What do you think about but, it being a film? How do you think it works no. in the in the no no like the actual play oh of like shot actual being like a film filming it yeah that's it's so good yeah. I think like the way the set looks yeah it works for the camera yeah and just the way that they had the camera, the camera moving either. it was just yeah. kind of like a sliding thing yeah. I think um, also I think some of the I think it would have been easy to kind of limit this this um whether while they're shooting at the play into three shots like just yeah. full on that's front on and on front yeah. a bit of the sides but, but they actually they bring the camera in and to, to show like, like sh- it moving and yeah, zooming. they bring it in to like show their faces it's kind of like an enhanced audience experience yeah exactly it's like you're sitting in the audience yeah. but it's enhanced because you're able to like slide this way and yeah. slide your vision this way like, I think it works this movie could also work being in a cinema like you could mm-hmm. really see people getting like going crazy in the cinema yeah. while watching this because it, it, it's such an engaging experience from an audience perspective mm-hmm. and I think that really comes across across especially i recommend everyone have the subtitles up for it yeah because i think started off with subtitles i just left it but also because in the fact that like it's it's a play and it's and it's you can also musical read, yeah and so things can just go over your over your you head can a little read bit the music and so and you can actually read and, and it tells the story as well yeah so it's also like it's kind of a, i don't think it's important but it's just so you don't get lost in what's happening yeah. with the story because um, you can get yeah. lost with the massive you know choreography and the yeah. massive and that's another thing I want to hint on, actually, is yeah, the choreography is so yeah. fucking good. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Like, I know. And the revolving, fl- the revolving the, floor. That's so cool. Yeah, and sick. after they do, like, the... the, the sh- well, I shouldn't... No, no, it's okay. The shot, and then... Yeah. And then it kind of revolves. And it's just... Oh, man. Like, it's so good. And it doesn't stop. They're just... Like, yeah. I don't know. The actors must get so tired. Yeah. Because it's just non-stop. Oh, yeah. Well, luckily, like... You see them sweating too. I mean, a, a big thing for like theatre and like musicals and what it's like, how they remember all the words. Mm. And I guess Lin-Manuel Miranda, he wrote it. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, I guess he would know pretty much every word. Like it's his mm. passion project and yeah. he would know, he, he would know everything. But it's just like, it's crazy to think like they, they're just going off, off like just going off, like just going yeah. crazy. And it, I think the also the, the play does this really, this really well of ebbing and flowing. Like it goes from like really hard out, like, um, hip hop, hip hop bits to really sad bits as yeah. well. I think there's a bit where like, um, and well, Hamilton like gets, 10 seconds. well Hamilton gets, um, his his fair with one of the sisters gets brought out, mm. and then like it goes from like being like a comedic thing, and then he's um like a comedic rap from Thomas Jefferson, and then it goes into um like it suddenly just transitions into being this emotional thing between mm. Hamilton and his wife. Yeah, I think his wife's El- is it Eliza. Yeah, yeah, I think it's his wife. Yeah, Eliza. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Eliza <laughs> No no That's oh, Peggy, Peggy. And, and Peggy or like, Yeah because yeah. they, they sing Like the first two Like really well Eliza <laughs> And then it comes And in Peggy this, <laughs> And Peggy <laughs> You know what was really good in it um, Was the king King yeah. George um, right, And I'll, every time he was Hilarious. singing I could just think of myself Jack Black If they ever made Like a mm. movie version it Would be perfect Because I could just yeah. imagine him Doing like this Like Yeah He does with Tenacious D Yeah And like This is the greatest And best song in the world Yeah he does this silly voice like, ah, yeah, exactly. Like it would work so well. <laughs> like he could really do it. He would kill it. Like he would, yeah. he would be like one of the best roles. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just like, I, we can't really fault it. Like it's such a, it's no. such a great play and such a great, I think also, I think it works for a streaming service in the sense that if you love the play, you can just keep loving it yeah. even more and just be more engaged. And yeah. you can hundred percent have like, you could have like a party to this. Like Definitely. you can invite people along. And you could all really enjoy it because it's not only just for kids; it's also like an adult mm. thing. Obviously, with the themes and um, 
and it being <laughs> some like, of the jokes and just yeah. political as well. Like there's and it it the thing is it echoes through like the actions of what happening in the play are echoing through till today because mm-hmm, that's the whole point yeah. with him having um like uh, immigrants mm-hmm. or like people who are, aren't actually white Americans. Yeah. Um, playing playing these roles, characters. Yeah, Lin Manuel described Hamilton as being like America then, as told by American now. Yes, which was like yeah. it just hinted and like it didn't really come to me at the beginning until like I sort of like started thinking about it. And mm. they and throughout the play they make little um jokes how they say like immigrants do everything. They, I'm yeah. pretty sure they say something like along the lines of that, and you're just like, oh my god! Like I never thought about it. everyone in this mm. play is not. Is um is not white like yeah well generally everyone is like no like they have like a few white people but Apart not everyone king. yeah yeah Which and like is, and yeah. maybe his wife but even then maybe yeah. I don't think even she yeah but I don't want to comment on like people's mm. race or anything but like but like it was just like it was just like yeah just it's a great it just echoed through kind of in a similar way how like we did in the uh, the how we did the Five Bloods yeah how like they used the old actors during the Vietnam segments uh-huh. um. Just so, just just to show how trauma it, trauma echoes through. That yeah, I think this was like they did it really well. Definitely. What do you reckon they did about um how they layered Hamilton as a character, like Alexander Hamilton? I think did it's really get well a real good sense done. of who he and was. I, like I think also having him as a, a coloured person, you know, like I don't know what what race the actor is, like Colombian or something. Yeah, and he's Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Yeah, and it's like it kind of works for. By t- by doing that, it kind of works for now, and then <laughs> back to them. Like I said about Alexander Hamilton and how it was so awkward with him yeah. and the slavery thing. Mm-hmm. But then now, like you get someone um, of coloured in power, and then it's like at first, you know, all the people are like, yeah, this is amazing. But then his own people can start turning on him, like, oh, he hasn't done enough with this, mm-hmm. and that, and then they get a bit jealous and that yeah. stuff. And so then it, that kind of works, and that kind of happens yeah. for Hamilton in this play, and that kind of works as well for what he was like back then. Cause it was like, yeah. well, are you pro slavery or anti slavery? What like are you doing? Or do you just care about achieving your own goals and you're having a good yeah. legacy? Do you feel like in the play that you get confused as to what's happening? Like in the term, in the sense that you like, there's so many things going on with his wife and like what he's trying at, to do for like the, um, at times, but that's it's for the people of America. Though. But that also sums up him. Yeah. Cause people were so confused as yeah. to what he would like. And they, they, they hinted everything which yeah. he represented, which is weird because it's like, like I said, the slavery thing, but also like, did he just care about legacy? So yeah. he was just using anything to build a good legacy. Yeah. Did he really care about the future of America? Did he care about the people in his party? Did he care about his family? Did he care about what he stood for? I like how they, they show him as a human because he has yeah. like affairs. With exactly. Like, you know, yeah. like it would be easy to kind of just brush that over because mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of reminds me in a similar vein or as um, the greatest showman, which is about PT yeah. Barnum, but from if you actually read about PT Barnum, he, he wasn't, wasn't a good actually bloke, like a good apparently. bloke. Yeah. But like the greatest showman, kind of go like glosses over that. Yeah, and I like how they just kept kind of they kept a human aspect of Hamilton, even though there's all this rap and all this like mm. funny comedy going along. The second act really helps to show us like a really fully realized guy. Mm. So I feel like the first act is him becoming like becoming who we know him to be yeah. or like who he is in history. And then the second act is him as a man, mm-hmm. which I thought I really like the second act a lot more than the first act. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought like they layered him perfectly and through layering him and understanding him, you also get a sense of who Burr was mm-hmm. guy who killed him. Um, 
Spoiler alert, not really. I mean, yeah. They're dead. So does They also <laughs> say it in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. He's it's like, and I'm the bastard that shot him or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Like, so it yeah. doesn't matter. The duel parts are really cool. Yeah. The dueling was cool. And I love the motif of the idea of like my shot, like mm-hmm. my shot to do what's right for the country, my shot to do what's right for my wife, my shot to what's do right mm-hmm. in this duel, my shot to do what's right in the war, to yeah. have my have my say. And I, I, such a such a great yeah so it's so, so well, well written, written. Yeah. yeah it's amazing like it every song is great you 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 there's never really like a dull moment I know. even the bits that are emotional like are really kind of heavy and I, I think that just helps when they when they're able to weave seriousness and the, the comedy yeah. together so well and yeah. in terms of the rap and they do like rap battles as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 I'm just so glad that the rap like the biggest biggest thing for me was how hip hop was going to be in the play and I'm uh-huh. so glad that I actually enjoyed the hip hop yeah like. I think a bigger lip, litmus test for me would be showing Dylan, who are the brother, because he he loves he loves rap as yeah. well, to see what he's he would think about it. Yeah, I think at the beginning he might be like, "Oh, this is a bit corny," cringy, but yeah. like I think you'd actually get into it, but like, "Oh, yeah. this guy's got bar." Like, yeah, he'd actually probably like it. So, yeah, it was it was such a great such a great um yeah such a great musical. <laughs> Definitely, a, yeah, I, I loved it. Like I struggled really to find faults at I all. Think maybe the like, only fault I would yeah, give yeah. is that. With the first act, and it's kind of like him becoming, which is coming, that maybe dragged out a bit too much. Like, I was more interested in what he was doing after the fact that he was, you know, in charge in a way. Yeah. That's what I was more interested in. Yeah. But I guess yeah. it still works for the Sometimes place, for me, the characters were a bit, like, I, I was struggling to find out who was what, like, who was who. Right. And sometimes it was a bit, like, like how I said before, it was like what's going bit, on, like yeah, like a bit confusing as to what was going on a little mm-hmm. bit. But I mean, I easily found like what I was doing. Like you should. That's why I had the subtitles on because it was like, good for me to kind of just keep like paying yeah. attention to the, like what was actually happening. But I think next time I watch it, I'll have it off. I'll have it off so I can get like a more full experience because mm-hmm. you know I was I was reviewing it, so obviously I was looking yeah. at it a bit more intensely and analyzing. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of just so sitting ne- back. Yeah. And so next time I watch it, which I definitely will watch it, and I, I actually hope I to go, go to the see ri- it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be amazing. It's coming next year. I probably prefer to go see it in America with like the people I saw yeah. in the movie because yeah. it would just be like I want to see like them do. It. I want to see Lin Manuel mm-hmm. Miranda play like the play Hamilton. Yeah, he's coming It'll to be, Sydney next year though. He's gonna. But is he gonna be in it? I don't know. I hope he would be like if yeah. like if he was there for like opening night. I don't know. It'd be sick. I would. I would really yeah. highly recommend this movie. It's as a movie, it's really good. I think it's it works as like an advertisement for the play. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Like I think if you're watching this and you really love it, you'd be like, "Fuck, I want to go and watch yeah. the play." What um, do you give it a ten? <laughs> Fuck. 9.5? Yeah, so I give it probably the like- The only reason it loses 0.5 is just what I said at the beginning. It just seemed to drag yeah. out at the beginning. Like yeah. him, his rise. Yeah. Um, but that's it. 9. I give it about 5. 8.5. 8.5? 8. 8. Yeah, it's okay. like, I, I really loved it. Like, I, I, mm. I, 8.5 to a 9. Like, it's, yeah. it's so good. Like, you're going to have a good time. Um, I mean, like, it's a little bit confusing as to who's who, but you get sometimes. over that. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes. That's and, generally the case in musicals. You yeah. Know. And sometimes, yeah. like, the um, the plot isn't always, like- kind of you don't sometimes you can lose your mm. spot in the play if you're not really focusing hanging. yeah but then again like who's really focusing in the audience you're there to like listen to the music and have a good time mm. and it's quite funny i mean you, i mean you will focus obviously but yeah it was it's it's a really good it's really really Definitely. good yeah 9.5 i think um tabitha my partner was saying that there's a documentary on how he made it or something really. oh, okay that's i'd cool. be really keen to see it. or maybe there's like a little like interview i just want to see the whole writing process yeah, exactly that's like, what I'm, I'm keen to watch that that's probably what i'll do later tonight mm. <laughs> watch how he made it yeah it's interesting and the writing process would have been in, in, insanely hard so definitely yeah, definitely like that would you like to move on to our classic movie jesse ah midnight in paris yeah would you like to give us a little synopsis? owen wilson wow 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like I, I go back in time. Wow. But uh, yeah, Paris. so this week on Classic Movie Fridays, we did the um, we did the Woody Allen classic, which is not it didn't come out too long ago, but it you know came out in about what 2011, 2010? 2011, 2011. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. yeah. So Midnight in Paris is a 2011 fantasy comedy drama film written and directed by Woody Allen. Set in Paris, the film follows Gil Pender, screenwriter who was forced to confront the shortcomings of his, re- of his relationship with his materialistic fiance <laughs> and their divergent goals, which becomes increasingly exaggerated as he travels back in time each night at midnight. Yeah. To the 20s. Oh, I love this movie. I think this is, it's probably my third favourite Woody right. Allen movie. It is my favourite yeah. Woody Allen really? film. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I just love, like Owen Wilson's just the perfect guy to yeah, play a, foil for a Woody, Woody Allen, Allen yeah. lead character. Yeah, 100%. like you've always got to play the same character pretty much. Yeah, and he does it so well, and he just stays true to what Woody Allen wrote, and he yeah. just cares about what he wrote and just does it with it's, what Woody Allen sees. It's oddly personal Woody Allen movies because like every character is Woody Allen, right? But mm-hmm. like in this one, it, it, this is like a science fiction thing, and like he's going back in time, and yeah. just like. I don't. It, it's like, and it's so obvious it that so Woody personal. Allen is yeah. like the biggest nostalgic, you know, yeah, 100%. so into nostalgia, and this whole yeah. movie is just about that. I love how like they blend really interesting, really, really like um, basic cinematography with them just walking around with like, mm. um, like the, the he has the colors of of, of of Paris, Paris because yeah. like Paris is so you don't have to do too much when you when you're shooting Paris because mm. in every shot Paris will just look beautiful, amazing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and they open it up looking like straight he away. That this, every shot of Paris is is amazing. he has this ability to do these shots where it's like he doesn't care. He's like, just put the camera here and just film that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but it he makes it look fucking beautiful. Like he's put so much effort into it, but also yeah. just not cared. Yeah, it's so weird, and he, he can just find like he does it in New York all the time. Like he makes it look so much more yeah. beautiful and enhanced. Yeah. and I feel like he has he's such intimate knowledge of each city. Yeah, that's as to that's why he can do things yeah. like that because like I think I think he might be from New York. I'm mm-hmm. I pretty, yeah, he is. yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. So you know when he films New York and like Annie Hall and whatnot, then that's. That's New York being New mm. York, and he knows every little intricate about. Like he knows where the good restaurants are. There's all the streets, yeah. and, and he like has a good country. relationship with France. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Like, even after the whole you know political stuff that's been going on with him, yeah. Um, oh, French yeah, okay. uh, France still plays his movies. Yeah. He has such a good relationship with them. So Paris, I'm sure he spends so much time there. And yeah, I think he, I don't think he lives in America anymore. Right, maybe he I'm, lives I'm in Paris. Sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But um, yeah, Owen Wilson. Makes for a great Woody Allen. Oh. Like he's he captures that whole like neurotic thing. Yeah. Like especially when he's um got uh, when he's got the earrings and like yeah. the parents come back and he's like he's like trying to make up a line. He keeps going. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. yeah. Like you have Woody Allen always stutters and like yeah. something else. He's so oh. he he was really great. But like in staying movies. calm in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some sort of calmness, but he's like I don't know. He, I, his characters always make me feel real jittery though. Yeah, right. I don't know if it's about being calm, but it's like he always makes me feel mm. like like on edge. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Because like I don't know, like. I don't know if it's like, it's not like they're erratic. I mean, like they kind of are, but like, mm. yeah, it's funny as, but like, um, I love how like they blend the idea of like the past being the past and also the present, mm-hmm. which is also what you get in, in France. Like you've got all these, they go like, yeah. they go to like Versailles and people visit Versailles, yeah. but it's like, it's a past monument and they go to like all these things. They listen to old music, but it's mm. they live, it's saying in the past and it's like, they're blending what we like, what we think of the golden age yeah. as the, as like, 
they what they bring is like the gold. We think of the golden age like the nineteen twenties is where he wants to be, mm. but the golden age is like now because he has that conversation with Marion Cotillard yeah. about how like she's like, oh, I want, I wish I was born then, in the and she's saying yeah. that too. And she, but she's living in the nineteen twenty amongst all these people like Picasso mm. and Hemingway and Dali and all these. But you people. don't see how good it is right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like you, that's the kind of thing that he has to realize mm. as well. Like you're always like the. The golden age is always the present. Yeah. Like we only think of the golden age because it's in the past. Exactly. Yeah. Do you like to say something <laughs> about the movie? <laughs> no, like, oh, I just, I love it so much. I love the whole, um, just the whole poeticness, I guess, of his character and just loving it and um, being in Paris. And yeah. I don't know. I didn't, there's the whole thing about the past as well and kind of, if you could go back in time, yeah, like, would you want to trap yourself back there? I don't know. Like, it's it's weird, but um, no, it's such a good film. I'm what, trying to think of like other ways to word what I'm trying to say. What about like um, Michael Sh- Michael Sheen, like, and uh, Rachel McAdams? <laughs> they're playing like, oh my god, Michael Sheen. He's a Michael fucking Sheen. dickhead. Yeah, he's just like, oh my god. He's like, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. The- there's if, always one of those people. Every I'm fucking tour mistaken, you go on, you know what yeah. I mean? Like every tour, there's always some guy who knows more than the fucking like, tour. It's just yeah. like, shut the fuck up and listen. Like, <laughs> that's my favorite scene when, when Owen Wilson's just like, no, actually it was her. She yeah. was the mistress and she was the wife. It's a common mistake. I was reading a book on it. <laughs> it's yeah, so and funny. Like, yeah. And then like, what a, when they when they're looking at the statue and they're outside on the tour and then he, and then he's trying to correct the tour guide. Oh. Mm. But you know what? There is always someone who's done that, and there's always someone everywhere you go that that does that. Yeah. Like, actually, it's like this. If I if I'm not mistaken oh, from this, me. if I remember correctly, Those people need fifty uppercuts yeah. with a fucking brick. <laughs> 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 if I remember correctly, like oh, it's just so. Yeah, those dickheads. I know exactly what you mean. And and every time like they go to do something, like, oh, we're going to do wine testing. Well, he's actually oh, an yeah. expert in French wines. Oh, like, he's an expert in medieval sculpture. Like, yeah. it's like, what? Mate, he plays it so well. Like, you know, oh, when yeah. like, someone's playing like an arsehole so well when you really fucking hate yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was watching, like, in, um, in the wedding, in like wedding crashes, mm. like Bradley Cooper's in that. And he's like, he plays an arsehole so yeah. well. I'm just like, this guy's a fucking prick. Yeah. I would like, <laughs> smack the shit out of this guy. Like he's just a fucking Give me a up, seven like, up. Yeah, yeah, but like in this one, yeah. And Rachel McAdams plays like a really. The, the, it's funny, like the the in laws and the Americans are all like, yeah. they're not without creativity. It feels like, yeah, like, like they have they have no creativity. Like mm. they have no and they have no love for Paris. It feels like they they love no. Paris for what the tw- the, for the, what they think it is, but yeah. it's not for what the, it actually is. Yeah, for the cool thing, like yeah. the the grit, the, yeah. the glitzy glamour yeah. stuff, like. And well, cheap is cheap. Yeah, you get exactly. what you pay for. Oh yeah, like oh fuck. The whole in law. You know, my yeah. favorite part of the movie is a bit where like when the father's like, "I had him followed," and yeah. it's like, and now the now the detective's missing, and it cuts to the detective back in like fucking like fifteen eighty. Mar- yeah, it's like Marion Tw- Antoinette. All over yeah. fucking bullshit, and he's like running away. I think it's so funny. He's like, now the inspector's gone missing. That's my favorite. He's mm. like gone away, and it's so random, but like yeah. so funny. I also like the way how the um. They shoot uh, Marion Cotillard. Mm-hmm. She's so she's so like she's such a classic like beauty. Yeah, like she the way they light her face. Yeah, she has has such soft features. Yeah. I reckon, and she's really like intriguing eyes. Mm. And it just you can see immediately why he's captivated by her. Yeah, and like also like in the physical sense, but also like what she's bringing to his personality. Yeah. And it's like she's the perfect foil for him. But but he obviously can't be with her because mm. she's stuck there, and yeah, she's just. She's not real. Like exactly, she's real, yeah, but yeah. she's not there. Yeah. 
which I always thought was interesting about movie. I love how the movie doesn't go into um the whole the time idea travel of time like, travel. Is, is, is it mean? fake? Or is yeah, he actually exactly. doing it? Like yeah, I like how it's just like whatever. it's like a thing and mm. just put up with it. Yeah, and it's like it's so refreshing because not yeah. everything has to be explained. Yeah, like he doesn't go through some portal. It's just yeah, exactly. He's there. Yeah, but um, another thing with that too is like y- you kind of have this like romanticized idea of the past and what Hemingway would have been doing with Picasso and stuff. Yeah. Then you actually go back and Hemingway's drunk and, you know, like just, and like Picasso's there just being a weirdo. <laughs> like, yeah. 100%. It's so like, you see what they would have been like. Yeah. And like looking at a Picasso painting, like, eh, that's all right. You Another know, a good bit in the, in bit from Hemingway's when he's like, when, um, when Owen Wilson's character Gil is like, can you read my book? And he's like, I'll hate it. And he's like, yeah. what do you mean? You haven't even read it. He's like, if I like it, I'll hate it because I'm jealous of you. And if I don't like, if I read it and I don't like it, then I'll hate, I'll hate it even more because yeah. it's a shit book. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's so true. Like I'm exactly. definitely so much, like, so, so much like that when I critique things. Like yeah. someone gives me something and I'm like and jealous it's better of it. Than, I'm just like, yeah. fuck it's, me. Ain't that this good. Fucking nah, bullshit. it's not that good. Like Hemingway in the movie and like, I think also in a bit of his writing, I haven't read all, like a, a lot of his stuff, but like it's a little bit like he's, kind of pretty truthful guy like yeah. he's kind of says a, has a spade to yeah. spade you know what I mean like, and he's a competitive yeah uh very masculine yeah, bloke 100%. like <laughs> i love um i love um it's only a small perf- performance but adrian brody is salvador dali mm-hmm. he's like a rhinoceros yeah right he's coming with a deer with a deer with and another that, rhinoceros no, no, and in that deer it's a christ face <laughs> yeah he's a christ face <laughs> and it's like you are gil bender <laughs> and i am Dali. Dali. Dali, yeah. Dali. It's like, Bender. Yeah, <laughs> he kills it. Like, yeah. David made like a Salvador Dali, like actual bi- biography, like a biographical movie. Oh my God. He would, <laughs> it would be the best. It'd be a true fucking movie, but yeah. he'd be, he'd kill it. So Weird. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's probably my favorite. I wish he was in it like a little bit more because yeah. I'm just like, I think he's just steals I it. I like though. what he's in there for. It's just like this little bit of weird moment. He's the yeah. Creed Bratton of the movie. <laughs> and like, then he goes off and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I think also like um, with Midnight in Paris, the cinematography reminds me a lot of um, Before Sunset oh, in the sense yes. of how they- The way keep, they capture Europe. But I think also that, but also the way that they let the dialogue play out. Like I think with Woody Allen- and um, also Richard Linklater, especially in those before movies, just they, let the they camera like, follow them. And they, they like just to, talk. yeah, they like to let the dialogue be the central focus of what the movie is, and like that, like mm-hmm. he likes to let the actors actually let them act, as as opposed to having like a constant edits or whatnot. Yeah. And it also kind of yeah, also in a little bit reminds me of Blue Valentine with just letting actors yeah. act, but it's a little that's a really fast stretch. <laughs> but also um, yeah, also the way they film Paris is in this like nice kind of little sepia ishy tones when he goes back in part in the past and. Before Sunset has a kind of same kind of color, yeah, color palette. Um, yeah, it's so beautiful. Like both those movies, mm-hmm. both really beautiful and kind of d- deal with similar things, ideas of love, and yeah, past and the present, and like, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like, and <laughs> I love Woody Allen films and how the, the main character, like, it's the way he shoots it too, and it just kind of follows them talking and walking, and you just kind of see like, yeah, it's kind of just like wandering around, and then. <laughs> ends up in these situations. Yeah. Like just like wanders into these situations yeah. so clueless beforehand. Yeah. Like it's cool. And it's just so like, it's kind of like, it's nothing happening in the day, mm. but a lot happening. Yeah. Like more than what actually happen in your yeah. real day. Yeah. But like, it seems like nothing's happening, mm. but there's such everyday situations, but just so many. Yeah. Like it's so weird. But I like in the, I like how the movie ends too, but like how he leaves his wife or his fiance and ends up with 
this French girl. Him, well, he yeah. doesn't end up with it, but he becomes friendly. It seems like yeah, it. it seems yeah. like it's going to go in that direction. And I like how like she kind of she's kind of like the embodiment of like a present Paris, but mm-hmm. also in touch with the past. Yeah, she listens to Cole Porter and yeah. loves all those writers as well. And like from the little limited bit of screen time you get from her, you kind mm-hmm. of understand where she's coming from, and like you can understand why he would mm-hmm. fall for her because yeah. she, he's kind of she's like the perfect balance of what Marion Cotillard is. And also, she's yeah. like the present part, the present of what she is yeah, as well. Like yeah. she represents kind of both. So I, I love how like yeah. he, it's like coming to terms with like living it's, with the past and the present. Yeah, it's such a good like romantic movie. Yeah, it is without being too about relationships and romance. Yeah. But it's just such a good romantic movie. And yeah. like, um, it's weird. Like you think about like why is he with Rachel McAdams' character? Like it's so yeah. it feels like he was trying to do like. The right thing, yeah. As what everyone like, would as, do as a screenwriter and all that, like you know, like she's really, she's really she's good looking, yeah. and, and I, I'm making these hot, like these, yeah. you know, big budget Hollywood films and yeah. making millions and whatever. It's like she's not without culture mm. as well, but the, her version of culture is very. It's kind of just like a bit skewed, like vain just like, in a yeah, way. it's really like based on materialistic yeah, things, vain, and it's not yeah. really based in and, in a sense of love of culture. And they show that so well, and they're like, you know. Um, we don't agree on everything, but like, oh, but you agree yeah. on the big things. Yeah. Well, not really the big things. We both like Indian food, <laughs> the, the pita bread, the yeah. naan, it's actually, like, it's what it's called. called. Uh, naan, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> I just rambles on. Yeah. I remember when I saw this movie, I saw it with dad in 2011. I think I might have, would have been around the time, or 2011 was when I graduated school. Mm. So it would have been, I think it came out like the back end of that, because usually no. these movies come back end if they're like Oscar contenders. This was a bit of That's funny contender. you watched it when you graduated school, because the first time I watched it was last year, 2019, and after I graduated. I saw it in the um, in the Hayden Orpheum, which right. is in oh, which so is cool. also like the old theatre. So that's it was interesting a, yeah, seeing, watching, watching Midnight in Paris, which is about like nostalgia yeah. and about like the balance of past and present. In, in like this really old theater. Yeah. Which is like, I never thought about it until like the other day when I watched it. I was like, that's so weird that I watched it in the Orpheum. In that's Cremor. so cool. Best theater in Sydney, in my opinion. Yeah. Best theater. Just has, has the most personality. Feel. Yeah, exactly. That's it's so good. And it's really comfortable and mm-hmm. really good, good seat. Uh, good theater. And good seater. Yeah, because <laughs> I was going to say good seats. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just like, I never really thought about that until like the other day when I was thinking, when I was, when I was watching it. I was like, you know, that's so weird that like, I watched it in this place that's also battling in an area that's the present, but also mm-hmm. ha- is is from the past. That's so, so cool. It was just like really yeah. cool. But yeah, like, it's such a great movie. It's it's the such a witty movie. Is, the dialogue. Yeah. Woody Allen movies always have that. Like my favorite Woody Allen movie is Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Mm-hmm. It's like so oh, so good. Javier Bardem. Yeah. And what, that guy's a man amongst men. What I will <laughs> say though is, you really have to give a lot of the credit men, to the actors. Yeah, because I watched um, a fucking terrible film, yeah. uh, a day in New, a rainy day in New York. Yeah. Right, I watched that. You can't even find it anywhere in Australia. Yeah. I don't know how I found it online, <laughs> but I watched it in the dark web, and it is crap. Mm. But it's so similar to Midnight in Paris, and the writing is similar. Yeah. Situations are kind of similar. It doesn't go back in time, but yeah. like situations are very similar and set in New York. Um, but it's like the casting is just off and like they kind of just got these big name actors because like they're good actors yeah. but they're not right for the Woody Allen film yeah, so you right. have to really give credit to Owen Wilson, Rachel McAdams like all the characters in that mm. film because watching Rainy Day in New York it just the dialogue was well it was well written yeah. it just doesn't work with some yeah. actors and Timothy Chalamet just couldn't do it it's yeah. just not his thing um, and it had the um, I forget her name do you know the other girl that's in it um, 
Yeah, uh, whatever, forgetting her name. But she, she's famous. Well, what um, movies has she been in? Not really giving me much to work off here. Yeah, no, don't worry. But anyways, it's just Emma like... Stone? It, no. Oh. And it just didn't quite hit. And it's just like... It's really down to the actors with Woody Allen films. Yeah. It's down to the actors and playing just what he's wrote, yeah, right. written. Like, you you have to attack it from a writer's perspective. Yeah. And watching um, an Owen Wilson interview, yeah. and he talks about how he's a writer himself and he studied English at university. Yeah. And so when he acts, he's not like attacking it from an actor's perspective. Yeah. He's doing it from a writer's perspective. He's mm. like, well, what does a writer want? Yeah. I'll just do that. Yeah. Or like, if, like when I'm saying the words, it's kind of like I'm writing them, you know? Yeah. And that's what he likes to do. And so I, I think that works so well with, for Woody Allen. Yeah. And I love films that are centered around the dialogue well, you, and you, centered around the script. You'll never see Woody Allen not do a movie where it's about something other than the script. Yeah. Which is a, like, he's kind of like uncompromising that way. Like you'll never get Woody Allen to direct a fucking Marvel movie, exactly. which is not what you want Woody Allen to no. do. You want Woody Allen to be the quirky writer. And like, yeah. he is that. And it's it's so amazing because I think Woody Allen's made a movie every every year since like 1970. Yeah, he makes seven a movie or like nineteen eighty something. Like makes he's made like year. and not sometimes not even one. Sometimes like he's yeah. it's like two that comes out and just like what the fuck? He's just churning him out. Yeah, exactly. And that's why he does like the the credits, it's like in alphabetical order. You got this, that, 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 that. Yeah. Like this is whatever. Yeah. Get out of there. And like obviously like it looks like it's I think probably, to be fair, movie. most of those movies wouldn't be like amazing. Like no. uh, to be fair, like if you've got thirty good movies, maybe like eight, ten mm. or eight would be good. Yeah. A quarter or so. Like yeah, and but what do you want? He's putting out a movie. Yeah, exactly. A year. Yeah, so and some not to say the other ones good. are terrible, yeah. but like you know, as good as the really no. good ones. But you know, eventually you're gonna make a really good one, and this yeah. was one of his really good ones. Exactly. And yeah, I also love the movie Scoop. Right. Scoop's yeah. really good. I don't know. I think that's really. I think good that's really underrated. I don't think it's people don't think it's one of his best ones, but mm. to me, it's really underrated, and I think it's really quite funny. I think Woody. I bet that's Woody Allen's like one of his favorites. I think it's so funny because it's so Woody Allen like. Yeah, and he's in it humor. too. And he's yeah, like, it's he's really so funny. Woody Allen. Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman's good, and it's also one of the three, um, the three movies about magic that came out in two thousand six. The other two wow, were the Illusionist right. and the Prestige. Prestige yeah. Get fact, 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 fact. Get fact, fact, yeah. fact, <laughs> fact, 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 fact. But what would you give this movie out of ten? Ooh, nine. Nine. Yeah, I definitely give it a nine. Yeah, I think it just it works in so many ways. It works in like a cinematography, mm. cinematographical. Is that the word? Mm. Just cinematography, yeah. yeah. Graphical. Cinematographical, graphical, yeah. Yeah, graphical to anything. <laughs> just equal, equals at the end of words make it if sound I'm real. Mistaken, yeah, it's if uh, I'm not mistaken, it's actually it's cinematographical. Graphical. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell, it's, I'm not it's mistaken. Bourgeois. I'm, I'm not mistaken. I'm beat the shit out of you, <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> I love it when people are so like assholes in movies. It, yeah. It's the best. It's the best. Best feeling for me. Because it draws like, a reaction out know, of you, and, and they're doing like, their job right. I know. But fuck you. I know. It's the best. It's like in um dinner for schmucks. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, but like Steve Carell plays this complete fucking yeah. idiot and just like, he's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I would just, I just want to smack him. It's like, <laughs> but it's just like, he's doing his job yeah. so well. Like, yeah. But yeah, I definitely give it a nine. I think it works in, works a lot of levels. Paris is absolutely beautiful. You could really mm. shoot that movie. You could try, you couldn't even try and shoot that movie badly in Paris. Like no. you couldn't shoot anything in Paris that was shit. Even Rush Hour yeah. 3. It's not a great movie, but Paris looks good in that yeah. movie because of the architecture. It's, it's such a beautiful place. Yeah. That's a good balance of present and past. Exactly. So beautiful. But yeah, 9 out of 10. For sure. Great film. Yep. Would you like to wrap us up, Jesse? Great episode. Great film. Two great films. Great episode. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, keep following us on Instagram. So uh, Instagram is flickerspod mm. and email us at meettheflickers at gmail.com for anything you want us to review or whatever. Um, and yeah, all the stuff will be down below, but thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.